0: hello san pedro podcast episode 30 you are listening to the hello san pedro podcast i'm amanda your host join me as i talk to amazing people within our community business owners community activists local leaders and people like you and me who love san pedro this is a place where we'll share big ideas discuss hot topics and spread good vibes Hey everyone, welcome back to the Hello San Pedro podcast. I'm your host Amanda Silva. Um, thank you guys so much for continuing to listen. This is the 30th episode of the podcast, so I am—I mean, it's a—it's a big deal for me because at this point, I've had like 30 guests on the epi- on the podcast, um, and now just imagining uh, all the guests I'm going to have. I already have like several lined up for the coming weeks, so. I, I I'm a little overwhelmed, but I feel super honored to have met all these amazing people. Some of them I knew before and some of them I didn't. Um, I feel that since starting the podcast, my world has completely opened up. I feel like I'm... Um, um, I feel that I'm not missing out on my community anymore. Um, I do still have that feeling, you know, because recently I took a Friday off and I was able to, you know, go to the chore van with my husband and my son and uh, we got burritos and uh, Umberto was there. We were able to like sit down and have a chat. Um, and then afterwards we went to uh, the farmer's market. I stopped by Badfish. You know, I said hi to the girls at Crypto Space and it was so nice. To, I ran into like two different honorary mayor candidates <laughs> who I've had on the show, so it was just it was just a really awesome like very Pedro day, and I thought wow it would be so nice to have this day, you know, more often. Um, you know, it's not every day that I get to enjoy a day off and just stay in town. Um, you know, weekends are usually spent catching up on all the chores that we don't have time to do during the week, so yeah, I, I'm, I'm excited about what the future of the podcast holds. I hope it holds more days like that, that I can spend here in town. Um, so I wanted to actually, um, read some new reviews that we got. I just happened to take a look and we got three new reviews. Um, so I just wanted to share them with you and encourage you if you guys have been listening to the podcast, um, but haven't had a chance to, you know, um, give us a rating, you know, please think of me next time you have a chance or a moment on your iPhone, give me a rating. Uh, let me know what you think. I would love to hear from you guys. Um, it's the best way that you can help, uh, the podcast grow, uh, which is, which is, you know, something I'm, I'm hoping to do. So I'm just going to go ahead and go through these. So here we go. All right, so this review is called or it was titled Wow, Just Wow. I started hearing about you and your podcast when you were a guest on Let Me Know Pod with Angel a while back. I like how your podcast is going by spreading the word about helping small businesses in San Pedro and Wilmington area. Just keep on pushing your episode on the podcast. Sincerely, Stephen Martinez, Mega Man from the Mega Man Podcast. Uh, not to mention, you got my respect. Um, he used about six different emojis, and they are all very flattering. I am super honored to get this review. Thank you so. much. Much Mega Man, another local podcast i think from long beach haven't had a chance to catch up on all of his episodes but um he's been shown a lot of love on social media so thank you so much steven i really appreciate this review um yeah thank you um the next review is uh let's see here okay so they titled it a valuable resource to locals. I usually like the podcast despite some audio quality issues. In general, the guests are interesting and the host is fun and friendly. I know the host isn't a full-time podcaster, so I try to be understanding of audio issues, which are sometimes severe. (laughs) I hear you. Uh, Recording in the same location each week instead of moving from local Yeah, local location to location might allow for a more consistent experience. Keep up the good work. Wow, Chris, thank you for your honesty and thank you um, for your compliments. And uh, just so we're clear, I completely agree with you. I'm a huge podcast listener. Um, Personally, sometimes when I listen to my podcast, I cringe because I just don't feel like the audio is where it needs to be. Um, Like this intro segment is usually like sounding a lot better than the actual interview segment. And um, that is because I'm, I'm, you know, we're in a different space, a different larger space normally with, um, you know, there's just some echo and uh, variations to the different environments I record in. Um, but I do have good news. Um, so my sponsor, CryptoSpace, actually invited me to basically be their full time guest and record out of their location location. Um, for the foreseeable future. And so that's really excited because that's going to allow me to invest in some better equipment that's more stationary that I can perhaps store there. Um, so big thank you to crypto space. I really hope that this will make some improvements to the audio issues that I've been having. Um, but yeah, I really appreciate your feedback, Chris. So thank you so much. Um, All right. And my, the last and my favorite review so far, um, it's a five-star review. It says raw and unconventional reservoir of untapped ideas. Amanda has created an auditory community space where sharing common attitudes, interests, ideas, and big goals is a possibility. It's encapsulating due to the fact that the conversations are relevant and transcend beyond San Pedro. I'm thoroughly impressed by the topics discussed and I am satisfied with how they make you think critically. Looking forward to the advancements of this podcast and other important topics that will be discussed. Wow, thank you so much. Um, to this, Viewer, I really appreciate everything that you just said. I'm, I have the same hope for this podcast, and I'm happy that you've been able to, um, that you feel that it transcends beyond San Pedro. That's pretty cool. Um, yeah. So thank you guys so much for the reviews. I can't tell you how much I appreciate them. Um, so, if you guys are liking the podcast and you guys have some thoughts you want to share, um, I would be happy to read them. I'm, I think I'm pretty much committed to reading all the reviews on the episodes. <laughs> so, every time I get like two or three, I'm just going to come back on the episode and share them. So, thank you guys so, so much. I really appreciate it. All right. So, without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and get into today's show. Um... So, the Garden Church on 6th Street, the Container Gardens at Crafted, the Farm at 14th and Mesa, and the Corner Store Monthly Farmer's Market all have one thing in common and that is their all-beloved Green Girl Farms project. Laura Huey is a mastermind and a master gardener behind these, this locally grown food system in San Pedro. She's also my guest on today's show. Um, if you haven't visited one of her gardens, you might have eaten her produce in a chorimán creation or in a dish at the new La Bouvette French Bistro on 7th Street. For Green Girl's next big endeavor, Laura has teamed up with San Pedro Fruit Trader and Hello San Pedro repeat guest, Army Linderborg, who's also joining me on the show today, to apply for a hundred thousand LA 2050 grant. Together, they want to turn a blighted strip of land at 14th and Beacon into a public orchard overlooking the port. The space can fit 20 fruit-bearing trees, so something will always be in season, but they need your vote to make it happen. Voting is open now and closes Monday, April 29th at 5 p.m. All you need is a phone number or an email address and you can help bring this amazing grant to San Pedro. Um, so I want to go over just a, a couple Q&A's for your reference because we do kind of go over a lot of information in the show. Um One of the questions you might have is What is an LA 2050 grant? So, LA 2050 is a community guided initiative driving and tracking progress toward a sustainable Los Angeles by the year 2050. And this year, a total of $1 million will be awarded to among 10 organizations to implement their proposals. Each organization will be given a total of $100,000, and they'll also be in partnership with LA 2050 to support its efforts. Another question you might have is where will the public orchard be located? So just north of the Muller House on Beacon, between six and fourteen, there's this unused strip of land. It's too narrow to build a structure, um, and it's currently underutilized. And it's a blighted piece of land, choked with weeds and litter, but it has a spectacular view of the port. And it's a central location. Um, it's in a central location to give it landmark potential what exactly will it be? Well, this is a fenced area, currently referred to as a coral, and it could become the home of 20 new fruit trees. The orchard will serve as a gathering place to honor and continue San Pedro's rich culture of food cultivation, as well as give the community members an opportunity to supplement groceries by picking their own fruit. If the grant is funded, then there will be months of outreach done to gather input and insight from the community before a single tree is planted. Who is on board? Okay. Well, the coral is part of the molar house and, um, they have a land lease with the city. The San Pedro Bay, uh, historical society who run the molar house are very excited about the opportunity to improve the site in this manner. And, uh, the coastal San Pedro neighborhood council voted unanimously to support the proposal. Um, also Councilman Buscaino's office also supports the project, along with Green Girl Farms' tandem grant proposal to the Great Streets Challenge to improve inter- the intersection of 14th Beacon and Gulch that surrounds the area. All right, so how can you show your support for this project? How can you vote? Vote for this proposal here um there will be a link in the bottom of the show notes and i will have it ready for you go to that link and you'll be able to vote um there and hopefully bring us a little bit closer to bringing this project to fruition the san pedro public orchard is in the live category and there are four other categories you can vote in as well so have fun exploring all the ideas your fellow angelinos have come up with all you need is a phone number or an email address to vote once again um. Yeah. So I really hope you guys enjoy my conversation with Laura Huey, who tells us a little bit about how she started um, Green Girl Farms and why. And um, I hope that you can hear their passion when they talk about um why they want to start a San Pedro public orchard. It is truly inspiring. I hope this project comes to fruition. Uh. But yeah, go ahead and enjoy. All right. Okay, welcome back to the Hello St. Peter podcast. Um, all right, so today in the studio, we have Army Linderborg, who has been on the podcast before, um, and we also have a new guest, Lara Huey, of Green Girl Farms. Thank you guys so much for coming in today. I've been wanting to have Green Girl Farms on the show for a long time.
1: Oh I'm so touched. Well
0: thank you for having me. <laughs> thank you. Um thanks for coming back Army. Uh, My pleasure. You've been keeping me in the loop of like what's going on. Um you just introduced me to this delicious is it a coconut latte? I think I so. I don't know the name. It's like a coconut coffee I don't know, but it's a delicious latte from Nuda. And I'm thoroughly enjoying it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, Okay, well, uh, I would love to kind of hear from you, Lara, about Green Girl Farms. I've heard so much about you. Um, The Chori Man Umberto is raising money for your charity, for your um, nonprofit, for his campaign. That's correct. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I'm really excited. Well, it is an exciting time
1: for okay. Green Girl Farms. It is definitely true. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, so my organization is dedicated to taking empty spaces and empty lots and turning them into beautiful edible gardens and making sure that produce goes back into the communities in which it's grown.
0: That's awesome.
1: So that's my mandate, and you know, as part of that, you know, I'm also trying to educate the community on how they can grow their own food.
0: Yes. Please. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to learn all about it. I've, I, just, I don't have a green thumb. Yeah, I would love to learn all about that. First, though, I'd like to ask how, how you started it. Why, what made you want to start this organization?
1: Well, I have lived in a city environment for my entire adult life, mm-hmm. but when I was a kid, I would go back to uh, my grandparents' ranch in Oklahoma mm-hmm. for the summers and basically I lived in their vegetable patch. <laughs> I would eat the tomatoes like from morning till night.
0: So you were the original cabbage patch. Kid. Yes, okay. <laughs> exactly, except
1: it was a tomato field. Uh, and uh, uh, living in New York at the time, um, I decided as a hobby to grow a tomato plant on my porch. Big, I had a big leafy green plant and then at the end of the season I had zero tomatoes. Oh. And I said to myself, why, why did that happen? Mm-hmm. And that process of researching what went wrong and why is literally what set me onto the path of what I have become today. Because really? wow. I had this curiosity to know why I could not get a tomato from my tomato plant. And from that moment on, I have always been scoping out opportunities to grow food because Mm -hmm. I found it to be transformative. Mm -hmm. You know, it just really, you know, elevated my mood every time I was getting my hands in the soil. And then I had my first child and, was getting his hands dirty. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, so everywhere I've lived, I've been looking for ways to grow food and living in the urban environment, it's challenging. Mm -hmm. Um, I had always been a container gardener up until the time we moved here. I was still a container gardener. And so I tried to get into the community gardens around here and it wasn't working out. So I started a garden at my son's preschool. And then I revitalize the school garden at the elementary school. And then I met the mom's club and they wanted to do a community garden. That is awesome. And it just has just mm. evolved to the point where it's like, okay, you know what? I'm just gonna make this a business Ooh. and I'm gonna help people grow food. Mm-hmm. And uh, and it's just been a pretty wild journey, you know, mm-hmm. for gardening.
0: Yeah. That's, that's pretty awesome. I guess that would be wild, yeah, for, for gardening. Yeah. <laughs> um, Okay, when, when you were telling your story, I was like, wow, there must be this amazing that I've never felt either. It's like, there must be this amazing satisfaction and pride and like just oxytocin that comes when you see a beautiful fruit, like, you know, growing on your plant. I don't know the feeling. <laughs> yeah, I have to tell so, you. I'm looking forward to it someday. It's,
1: it's true. There is no greater satisfaction than sitting down to dinner knowing that half wow. of that plate came from your effort. Wow. I mean, that was one thing that was just personally just really satisfying. And then I, you cannot quantify the effect you're having on the people around you when you introduce a little girl to a yellow tomato for the first time in her life. Mm-hmm. Uh, or, you know, you have an elderly person come in with a grandchild into the garden and say, oh, I used to grow this back in the country where I came from. You know, it's just that wow. we, we are all connected through food mm-hmm. and it's not until you actually look at how that process is happening and introducing people, how they can interact with it as well, mm-hmm. that you see how transformative it, is, it mm-hmm. can be for everyone. And it yes. doesn't matter your age, your demographic, uh, you know any sort you know it it it's there and powerful for everyone.
0: Mm-hmm. I've always wanted to do that like uh, first of all, I didn't realize that there was like container gardeners and then also like field gardeners or like yard gardeners, you know <laughs> I didn't I'm learning about the garden community. This is really cool. Um, I think. I would like to start small and maybe grow oregano right yeah I recommend that
1: I always recommend dream big but start small okay because you know that that way failure and success is manageable
0: yeah (laughs) that's a good idea um okay so after after things started to kind of get out of control and you started to do a business and make it an official business um what was what was your next vision after that what did you really what was that next thing that you wanted to achieve with it?
1: Well, one of the first things that we did right before incorporating um, was set up an edible container garden down at Crafted at the Port of Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. And that is, that is truly what motivated uh, me to, to look at San Pedro as a possible tapestry of edible gardens that can be feeding the community every day of the week. And not too long after that project, I was approached by the original founder of the Garden Church. Mm-hmm. That's just up the street from the studio, <laughs> and she said to me, "You know, I would like to set up a church that's not in a church. It's a garden." And I just looked at her and said, "Okay, let's do it." <laughs> and uh, like say no more. Yeah, I was uh, <laughs> I was in already, mm-hmm. and um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: we uh, and that became you know like the second. Big project and then someone approached me about setting up my own flagship farm and so now we already have like three edible organizations happening on this side of town yeah and uh, you know we have and I also do a produce stand over at the corner store Um, On Thirty Seventh Street, oh yeah, I've
0: seen that, and I've actually
1: been doing that stand for almost five years now. So I've been doing that stand longer than I had a formal place to garden. Mm -hmm. Um, So that shows you how intensely I feel about gardening. Yeah, (laughs) wow. So my, that and that's sort of what informed my vision. My vision is to see that there is, you know, some sort of opportunity for the community Mm -hmm. happening all over town Mm -hmm. um, and in different permutations. You know, the Crafted Garden is a demonstration garden. The Garden Church brings in the aspect of spirituality. my farm is an urban farm, so people come and we, and it's 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 like the anti fast food restaurant because instead of coming in and ordering your hamburger, you come in and you order carrots, and it's they're picked right in front of you.
0: Wow, that is so cool! I think I definitely need to visit your flagship. Absolutely. <laughs> um, for the listeners, where is it? So
1: it is located at 14th and Mesa, mm-hmm. and that is 390 mm-hmm. West 14th Street. It's a block away from Fifth. 15th Street Elementary.
0: Okay, yeah. I I know exactly where that is and I can't believe I haven't really been there or even at least pulled over to be like, what is this? (laughs) Yeah, Um, this is very cool. Do you have workshops there or? I
1: do occasionally do workshops. Okay. Um, I have given given workshops in several permutations Mm. over the years. I have done some at Crafted. I have done one at the uh, local San Pedro Library. Um, I used to do a lot of workshops over at the uh, Vic and Bonnie Christensen Math Science Center Mm -hmm. um, with educators. I have worked with elementary schools here Mm -hmm. and preschool. So Mm -hmm. I have a a wide history of doing workshops. I've done some at the Garden Church as well. That is
0: awesome because that's something that I would need to attend. Yeah, for sure. And then Wednesdays.
1: So on Wednesdays, I do a produce stand here at the at the farm and that one's that's open to the public and it's also open for volunteer time okay and a lot of people come and volunteer with me because that's how they get like an osmosis learning experience because right. uh, you know I have people who don't know how to harvest a crop or don't know how to plant seeds and, and they get an on the spot training yeah. right away <laughs>
0: yeah, I would that would be me because I really don't know anything actually we Um, I don't know if this did anything and maybe you can tell me but I literally just um, we had these fruits that had gone bad. Sorry, Army. I know that's your, I know that's your thing. you like, don't let It's okay. It happens blood. to everybody. Sacre bleu. Yeah. Um, You know, we went on vacation and then like, you know, we had left a couple in the basket and um, I was like, I don't, I feel so horrible throwing it away, you know, just throwing it in, in the trash or something, you know? And I was like, I'm just going to dig a hole. And I actually had my stepdaughter like dig a hole and she helped me. Um, and we literally just put it in, our, in the dirt to see what happens. What did I do wrong? <laughs> well, you, you didn't eat the fruit. What kind of fruit was it? <laughs> it was um, an apple, and actually we, I ended up cutting the apple, I just planted the core. So we, ate, we ended up eating apples, um, but it was uh, like tangerines that had gone bad.
1: Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, probably the first thing you did wrong was you didn't plant the seed at the right depth.
0: Ah, okay. There's depth involved. Okay. There is depth involved. <laughs> yeah. There's
1: also timing. Right. Some seeds are seasonal. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you either watered it too much or didn't water it enough, and then watered it too much.
0: You probably watered it too much. <laughs> yeah. Um, I will be learning from your workshops in the future so that I can actually make things grow. Excellent. <laughs> okay. Um, well, this is really exciting. What brought you from New York? I'm curious. Uh,
1: my husband got a job as director of video at the Los Angeles Times. Oh, okay. And so that moving here was my first experience with LAX. Oh. And, and now I go there every week, it seems like. Oh, okay. uh <laughs> But, uh, uh, so we moved because of a job. Mm-hmm. And uh, before then, you know, like I said, my son, at that point in time, was a toddler. And I had taken a step back from my career uh, to be a, the full-time parent. And, and that's when the gardening sort of became more than a hobby mm-hmm. because I was doing that to interact with uh, my child.
0: Mm-hmm. And teaching him about it, which is awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, well, I'd like to go into why you guys are here and Army tells me that there's a new community project happening, um, or at least in hopefully happening soon. Uh, do you want to tell us about that?
1: Absolutely. Uh, so Army came to me with an idea.
0: <laughs> She's an idea girl. She reaches out to me all the time. Thank you. Yeah. I have a lot of ideas. I think just the fact too that you are the type of girl who's like, hey, knock knock, I see you have fruit in your yard. Shall we pick and swap? <laughs> you know. <laughs>
2: Yeah, well I mean I mean we talked about this before. I just like really when people are good at something, you know, I feel like that should be you should team up with people who are good at the stuff that you don't know how to do. Mm-hmm. And Laura is like incredible with the garden and like she, you know, she's just such a good role model to me and has been for years. And like even like the gardening, teaching her kids up in the garden, now I'm doing that. Oops, sorry, I touched <laughs> my mic. You know, and I bring my daughters to the garden and they're friends with other kids whose parents bring them to the garden and Mm -hmm. they run around picking fava beans and cherry tomatoes and and eating strawberries off the vine. It's, like, the most amazing thing. Mm -hmm. So if there's anyone that I want to, like, build something with, it's Laura, because all the stuff she builds succeeds Mm -hmm. and makes, like, a true difference. So, but yeah, so I had this idea to plant um, a public orchard or, Mm -hmm. like, a fruit, I call it a fruit forest, but we decided that, while fun for me to say, it's... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> the fruit,
0: the fruit forest, is not the yeah. official name of it. No, okay. we're <laughs> calling
2: it the San Pedro Public Orchard. Okay. And there's a strip of land on um, the end of Fourteenth Street, mm-hmm. right before it turns into gulch, and um, it's city owned and leased by the Muller House Museum. So mm-hmm. the uh, we're going to plant. We want to plant a public orchard, sort of like Laura's Gardens, but fruit trees. Mm-hmm and do it at the end of 14th Street, mm-hmm. which is currently like covered in trash and blighted and mm-hmm. just not a nice place to be.
0: I think it's one of those strips of land that we pass by and just don't notice it. You know, it's like one of those overlooked strips of land. I mean, even when you kind of showed me where it was on the map, I I was like, oh yeah, there's that. You know, I didn't even, I wouldn't have given it two thoughts, so.
1: Well, when we were, um Scoping out where to pl- basically plant the flagship farm, mm-hmm. that area was one of the first areas that um, I looked at, and um, that that's you know so it it stayed in my mind even though we didn't choose to continue working that location. We went obviously to Fourteenth mm-hmm. Street, uh, so I never forgot that patch of land. Mm. And then when Army came to me and said. I would like to plant a fruit forest. <laughs> <laughs> I I said I know the perfect spot. Mm-hmm. And so I took army around to to take a look at that location and uh, it just came together. Yeah. And it turned out that it, you know, it is like a leftover piece of right away for mm-hmm. from city planning mm-hmm. and uh, so it's it's certainly uh, the opportunity is a, a great one there because it can really enhance that neighborhood, that it is a transitional space between the 22nd Street Park, mm-hmm. the San Pedro Park Plaza, mm-hmm. the waterfront. So for it to be a blighted piece of land instead of uh, yet another awesome tourist attraction for San Pedro, mm-hmm. I think that is something that we can change. Yeah. And, and it will just continue putting <clears throat> San Pedro on the map as having this constellation of edible garden experiences for both our community and for our visitors.
0: Yeah, I think, um, I mean, right now, we're in this era of development, you know? So I think like right now is the time to be thinking about what people are going to see here in the future. And in that particular area, I mean, it's right in front of the waterfront. It's going to be a huge tourist destination right there in, at Ports of Call. So I feel like it's going to be a visible, active part of the community.
2: Yeah, and from there, you can watch the development. And I feel like that's an important part of the- Like, for people in San Pedro to do is, well, we're building all this stuff. Mm -hmm. We should keep our Mm. eye on it. That's, like, a point of pride. Like, Mm -hmm. you watch Mm -hmm. buildings come up and you watch things happen. Mm -hmm. And that spot has such a good view. Mm -hmm. But there's nothing there. And we'll be watching fruit. Fruit our fruit forest grow <laughs> as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's, um, so the land is, is part of the Muller House, which you know is a historical museum mm-hmm. about San Pedro. Mm-hmm. And so Laura also had the great idea that the trees that we plant there should be made from cuttings from residents' trees. Oh my gosh, Yeah, I'd like wow. to bring that,
1: keep that historical perspective, mm-hmm. yeah. because a lot of the trees in this community started out as cuttings that were brought over Mm -hmm. with those first generations. Mm -hmm. And so I'd really like to continue to incorporate that theme Mm -hmm. in that location.
0: I absolutely, I mean, that's a great, that's a great idea. I think it's so important to preserve our history and record it, but now you guys are reviving it. You know, it's like, this is the, these are the fruits and vegetables and produce that made up San
2: Pedro in its early, in its early yeah. days. Well, it's not just history, it's it's heritage. It's like we're yeah. living it every mm-hmm. single day. The same foods that mm-hmm. were brought over, we should still be harvesting. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So I like to think of it as, you know, keeping the past alive for the future.
0: Yes. Oh, good. Yeah, that could be your slogan. Mm-hmm. Or some type of... <coughs> well, no, I mean, I think in there. it should be the slogan <laughs> mm-hmm. for
1: this particular project. Yeah.
0: So, so what, do you, for, what do you envision, what plants are you envisioning right now? Well,
1: I think one of the most obvious crops that are going to be coming out of that location would be figs. Mm-hmm. Figs are a very... Uh, there are a lot of fig trees in town, mm-hmm. and a lot of them did come from Italy and yeah. from Croatia originally. Um, and then another... Obvious choice, though they probably did not come from cuttings. Uh, you know, this is a this is a climate for citrus, mm-hmm. uh, not necessarily for stone fruit or apples. So we do have to be mindful of our climate um, and water, as well as uh, you know, as well as the history. So, and mm-hmm. then the, the third component that we need to be completely aware of is visibility mm-hmm. of uh, of the harbor um, and the waterfront because, uh, it does fall within the coastal act. So we do have height restrictions and that, so we will have to plan for that as well.
0: Okay. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> other than figs, what else are you envisioning?
2: I'd love to see, um, I mean, I know what grows here cause I go pick it all the time. <laughs> yeah. And, um, I'd love to see some like Thai bananas Okay. Yeah. and papayas and mangoes. Okay, yeah. They grow really well see, here. I forgot
0: that, that um, you know, on your episode, you did mention that mangoes were a popular
2: fruit around yeah, here. Yeah, I've been cruising by my mango trees. They're all blossoming right really? now. Yeah, there should be fruit here in a few months. No, I love mangoes. <laughs> oh, who doesn't love mangoes? Yeah. I mangoes before
0: I came here. A little bit of tahini. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's, that's super exciting, and I can see that being, like, a very important orchard representative of our community. Yeah, so
2: what are you hoping for next? What's the next big step? So now we've applied, well we need to fund it, so Mm -hmm. we've applied for two grants. Um, One is the LA 2050 grant, which Mm -hmm. you can vote for right now. Yes, so that's what we wanna drive listeners
0: to, is go vote, um, and all of the links will be in the show notes, so don't worry about that.
2: Yes, Um, LA 2050 hmm. is, run by the Goldhurst Foundation, and every year they give out a million dollars in grants, 10 $100,000 grants. There's five categories, so it's like, uh, at first, everyone is up live for voting. Mm -hmm. So if we make it in the top 10 in our category, then we'll go on to the finals and the Gold Hirsch Foundation will pick two out of our category. Wow that's exciting. Yeah so we need all the votes that we can get because there are a lot of entries so please vote.
0: Okay so a lot of votes and then in that next round if you guys make it to the next round which you will I'm gonna put that out there um what what's the next thing you have to do some type of showcase or? Not for that particular
1: grant but we've we've done a comprehensive budget already, mm-hmm. and uh, so we would move on to the next steps of uh, actually, you know, planning the you know, how it would look, mm-hmm. and you know, getting that design, and then just making it happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, if we're if we're funded with that grant, that would actually cover almost all of the costs of making it happen. Yeah, yeah.
2: a community outreach would be the very first step mm-hmm. to do to talk to everybody in the community and let, um, you know, ask questions, have meetings, you know, especially the people who are going to be, you can, you know, there's a lot of apartments right Mm -hmm. there and I think two houses that can see it from Mm -hmm. their windows. So talk to them, Yeah. talk to everyone in the- make sure everybody's like on board. Yeah, get everybody on board, get everybody's input. Mm -hmm. Do a
1: hearts and minds tour.
2: Okay, yeah, take out, you know, and then um, we've also, as far as that community outreach, we've also applied for another grant called the LA Great Streets Challenge. Oh, okay. And that actually, um, Amber Sheet Ginsburg oh, yeah. turned me on to that one. Mm-hmm. And that is a $500,000 grant mm-hmm. to improve the streetscape around the area.
0: Wow, that would be incredible. So that would kind of expand a little bit outside of that particular strip of land. So on
2: that strip, mm-hmm. there's, we did all this research when we were applying for the Great Streets Grant. and um, it's very, it's like a critical connection between.
1: But, yeah, it's a connection between um, pedestrian enhan- enhanced network. Uh, it's between two bike paths, mm-hmm. but it doesn't connect
2: them. Mm-hmm. There's no and, sidewalks, no bike lanes. And wow.
1: what that grant we hope would achieve was to, is to create a greater cohesiveness in providing mm-hmm. that transition between the bike, those two bike paths, you know, pedestrian accessibility, mm-hmm. uh, and, the, and community engagement is a very critical factor in that particular grant as well, and that grant is awarded in uh, three phases. The first phase is community engagement, so mm-hmm. we would be uh, intensely working with the community about what they would like to see right. happen in the streetscape of that area.
0: That's awesome, and that's gonna be a big deal because, you know, in a few years, we're gonna have the St. Pedro Public Market. So, I mean, every, this is gonna become more pedestrian. Like, this community is gonna become more pedestrian, and the these bike lanes and sidewalks are going to be very important Mm -hmm. so yeah that's i hope you guys get that one thank you thank you yeah we do too (laughs)
2: that that little strip of Mm -hmm. so the strip we've uh uh, the great streets is the gulch between 16th and 14th and Mm -hmm. i'm sorry beacon between 14th and 16th and then gulch which goes down to harbor Mm -hmm. and currently we looked at all the maps it's in nobody's plan it's just outside the san pedro Business Improvement District. It's just outside the port's master plan. Wow, So, so yeah. yeah, it's that
0: one, like, forgotten area that's like... It is. Yeah.
2: That's yeah.
1: why it's such a great opportunity. It really
2: is. Wow,
0: so yeah, you guys would be kind of, like, filling that gap in this, in this very big picture, you know, this revision of our waterfront. You guys are gonna be doing, I think, like, an important part of it.
2: Yeah, well, it's important to connect Our community to all this brand new stuff that we're Mm -hmm. getting. You know, that's our critical connection point. And right now, you have to walk your dog and push your stroller down the middle of the road. Ugh, no. Or go up a dirt trail. No, thank you. (laughs) No, thank you. I don't want to. Yeah. Those are our projects. Yeah. That's super exciting. To, um, to turn like what's currently dumping grounds okay. into a public orchard mm-hmm. with viewing points of our beautiful port mm-hmm. and all the redevelopment that's happening and then increase the safety and the mobility of the streets leading to and from it.
0: Mm-hmm. Are there any um, events coming up that you guys want to promote that you know are going to be pushing toward the vote or pushing toward these projects? Not yet? It's still in the works? Yep. Okay. Right now,
1: I mean, we need to get through the voting phase. Right. And then once once that is complete, uh, then we can start planning events. Okay, cool. <laughs>
2: yeah. Well, you have an, well, okay, so the voting, just so we can say it like 9,000 times, yeah. is live right now and it closes at I think it's 5 p.m. April 29th. Okay, yeah. So vote now. Mm-hmm. All you need is you can vote with just your email address or your phone number.
0: Okay. LA and I will have all, will all the links in the work. show notes so people can just go right to it, um, and that wouldn't be a problem. Yeah,
2: other okay. people from San Pedro have won this grant before. Um, Altice won it. Oh, okay. And the LA Marine Institute won it. Um, mm-hmm. So... Okay you
0: know yeah
2: bringing it home again
0: that's awesome well we'll revisit that and we're going to promote it one more time before the episode is up um now's a good time for just a break real quick um and when we come back i want to talk more about um more about the community and maybe some concerns or or visions that you have for this community so we'll be right back Mm -hmm. Hey guys, fun fact. Did you know that Badfish was the official carrier of all Three Fish merchandise? Find the Three Fish shirts and other Pedro inspired apparel at their store on 6th Street between Mesa and Center in downtown San Pedro. Or visit them at their website, badfishclothing.com. Listeners of the podcast get an extra 10% off their purchase when they use promo code HELLO SP at checkout, online or in stores. Thanks, Badfish! Okay, now we're back. Um, so, Laura, and of course, Army, chime in whenever if you have anything to say. But um, I wanted to ask you about what I like to ask all my guests is really what are some things in the community that are concerning you, and then what are some things that excite you right now. So first, we can go through some concerns. I know you might have a different perspective because of your organization. So it's still this is interesting.
1: <laughs> well, that's a very deep question. Yeah. Uh, to ask, and I know, I'm sure others have answered it. I, I wouldn't say that I have concerns about the community. I, I have been here for 11 years now, and I have found San Pedro, and its community members to be, you know, tight knit, very concerned about each other. Uh, you know, people are trying to do the right thing for, for people in this community, and you know, I appreciate that. Uh, that that nature that uh, San Pedro has. Uh, So when I first came here, what I did find was the lack of opportunities for people who live in apartment buildings to be able to garden. Mm. So if I may view the problem through my own lens, Mm -hmm. that was my problem. That's what
0: I'm asking. And
1: (laughs) so that is what I have been working towards, uh, you know, creating these opportunities for people over the years, and what I was surprised to find is the community actually is very welcoming of these ideas, very excited about um, you know greater opportunities for local grown, locally grown food, very excited for the enhanced opportunities to interact with nature in this way. Army mentioned earlier about how she brings her infant and toddler daughter to interact at the farm with other kids picking the food, and uh, which she did not mention, but I see it with every single child that comes in there, is that they're not just interacting with the food, they're interacting with the ladybugs. They're learning about what ladybugs eat. They're learning about the complete life cycle of an insect. So what I'm very excited about in our community is being able to provide More of these transformative experiences for everyone of all ages. Mm -hmm. And San Pedro wants it. I mean, the Garden Church, uh, one of our collaborative partners, is a great example of that. Mm -hmm. Uh, The, you know, and Feed and Be Fed Mm -hmm. Farm, which is hosting. All, you know, all of their uh, larger events, the film series, the mm-hmm. you know th- the big conversations around suicide, and mm-hmm. uh, you know all you know, they're really being able to wrap that around food, and being able to wrap education around food, and yeah. being able to wrap uh, mm-hmm. just sort of a sense of well-being. Um,
0: Yeah, they're tying it all in
1: there. Yeah, so Mm -hmm. it's all coming together, I think, for our community. And I'm excited to be able to provide more. And what Army and I have found with the Community Orchard Project is that no one thinks it's a terrible idea.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't, yeah.
1: And, you know, that's very encouraging because, you know, when you come up with an idea or someone comes up to you with an idea and you're like, yeah, all right, let me contemplate that. No, wait, no, I'm just going to do it. Uh, You know, not everyone has that sense, you know, not everyone is, you know that you're gonna come across roadblocks and we've been very fortunate so far that we have not mm-hmm. um, in our community. But that's why I wanna continue engaging the community. And I think the future is bright for San Pedro. I think the whole concept of Farm to table—the mm-hmm. concept of locally grown food, and the concept of you know knowing the whole process of where your food comes
0: from—is
1: mm-hmm. is just gonna make you know San Pedro is gonna be ahead of the game.
0: Yeah, no, I think so too. <clears throat> I really like your vision for San Pedro. I'm like, there's a apartment building right behind you that I can see out the window, and I'm just like, wow, what if everybody had these like beautiful gardens on their balcony? I mean, how cool would that be? It absolutely
1: would be cool. And I know that the artist community, Mm -hmm. I know that one of the apartment buildings in this realm has allotted like boxes on the roof.
0: Oh, so they have like a rooftop garden. Yes, because I've
1: had some people come to me and be like, hey, how do I make my rooftop thingy work? Um, So I know that some, it's being incorporated in some of the design. Mm
2: -hmm. That's Linda's big uh, mission from the garden church to have more rooftop gardens too.
0: That would be really cool. Imagine taking like an aerial tour of Pedro and just seeing all these gardens, like nothing the but green. Gardens mm-hmm. and solar panels, yeah. we would be set. <laughs> yeah. I'm on board, I'm completely on board for this mission. Um, first things first, I'm gonna learn how to plant something and keep it alive and I'm gonna come to one of your workshops eventually. Absolutely. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, would you agree with uh, some of some of those concerns and excitements, Army? Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I mean I know you I am sure can envision just a town where we all swap fruit and make our own lemonade and
2: Yeah. Have our own Airbnb experiences. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I definitely want everyone to be I want everyone to have a side hustle yeah. that they love. That they can share with the world.
0: I think that was one of the things that you said in in your episode that I was like, "Yep, I want to see everybody in San Pedro really doing their passion, whether it's on the side or full time, really making San Pedro just great in that in that way."
2: Yeah. Yeah, I want to see us all like team up with each other to find the people, find your people mm-hmm. that are great and work with them mm-hmm. and get stuff done. I love getting things done. <laughs> uh, concerns right now, I do think we need more trash cans in town.
0: Okay, yeah. I could do it. I can get on board with that. What have you noticed lately? Trash on the street.
2: Yeah. A lot of it. Especially when it's windy, it all blows in my yard. Mm. So, mm-hmm. um, I actually ran into a guy from sanitation and he said, talk to your councilman's office. Oh, okay.
0: So, Joe might hear something from, from you <laughs> and I think more street cleaning.
2: More
1: street cleaning? Also, yeah. Falls in the same category as more trash cans because mm-hmm. I know that you know some parts of the of our town have street sweeping, and other parts don't.
2: Yeah, um, so. no, it's true. I think it's a. Cl- I think it's like, yeah. We just need to remember to. We just need places to throw our trash away. Yeah. So it doesn't, and for everyone, it just kind of do it.
0: I'll just take it a next step. Just eliminate certain wastes, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That's just like way out there in the future and almost, almost futuristic, but yeah. The I'll reality be... is we have waste. I,
1: I never thought I'd see the day in the United States that, uh, that there would be any sort of ban on single-use plastic bags. Mm-hmm. And for us to actually come to a point now that we go grocery shopping, making sure that we have our bags with us, has been a tremendous leap forward. So Mm -hmm. I have faith that we can continue leapfrogging.
0: I I agree and I actually grabbed before I came out here, I actually grabbed all of my reusable grocery bags because
2: I knew I was going to be grocery shopping after afterwards later today. I've never once remembered to bring a reusable bag to the grocery so, Never once in my entire life. I've so
1: you're re- the future we need to help fix. No, <laughs> I,
2: I come home with all these plastic bags and then I ram them under my sink and then every time I need to change out the garbage bag in the bathroom. I take one of them and I reuse it. So the, I, yes, but then the trash, the plastic
0: bag issue for me just started overflowing into everywhere. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I was like, okay, I'm going to fold all these up. And I literally folded like, I mean, 20 to 30 plastic grocery bags, but I I packed them in a little bag, like a medium-sized bag, and now I have one in my car, and my husband has one in the car. So even if I don't bring my, like, really nice insulated, like, grocery bags with, like, this palm tree on it, I still, <laughs> I still have these plastic bags in my car that I shove in there, you know, just to have for, you know, trash, you know, you know, when you got kids, you get a lot of trash. Yeah. So yeah. like
2: after you grab a baby and all your stuff and you walk into the grocery store, you've actually remembered to grab those bags
0: too? Um, that's where I've had to start making habits because sometimes I'll just forget it. But yeah, because I have the stroller, I put it with the stroller.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah.
0: Um, but you then, take the stroller into the grocery store? So my son got Target, yes, and if my son's sleeping. So if he's sleeping, I throw him in the stroller, and then I have those things. And fun fact about Target is their, their handheld carried cart their handle, I know we're going so off topic here, but I feel like this is important yeah, to Yeah, but say. a target
2: mom hack is yeah, t- target target mom important. Yeah, target
0: mom Everybody, <laughs> everybody tune in. Um, the, the target handle for the basket goes like long ways, not like to, uh-huh, you know, uh-huh. to the middle. So it actually fits around the handles of my stroller. So I'm pushing my stroller and I have the basket right here under the handles and my son's sleeping in the stroller mom hack target mom hack everybody
2: yeah they do have the different yeah smart Mm -hmm.
0: so that's what i'll do um and then usually the plastic bags are already in the bottom of the stroller you know um but yeah you're right sometimes especially if my little guy is wide awake and now that he's older i just put him on the cart i have to remember to go grab those plastic bags you know But yeah, it's. I think it's just habits. We're yeah. we're learning to make new habits, and I think as long as we're open minded to learning new things, like this is something that we can accomplish. Um, for example, like I I can get in the habit now of really keeping all of my scraps, vegetable, fruit, and coffee grounds. Is that in there too? Yes. Coffee grounds, yeah. Get it all into one thing, and then start dropping it off to for composting. Yeah. Uh, I have people who drop
1: off their compostables when we're open, so that's the that's every Wednesday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Uh, we have the produce stand, open garden time, volunteer time, people bring their compostables, they buy fresh food, uh, and you know, people are getting their hands dirty. Mm-hmm. And then on the second Saturday of the month, uh, I'm there harvesting from 7.30 in the morning to 9.30 in the morning. And people will come then to bring their compostables and i have to tell you is the most awesome time to be in the garden is at 7 30 in the morning because the it's quiet everything is calm you can practically feel the plants growing wow you're like shh,
2: everybody yeah, yeah. <laughs> i came one day for that harvest and it was raining and i felt like i was on like a jungle safari there was just Giant mustard and collard green leaves, like oh my gosh. covered in water that was like dripping off them, and to like move through that, you really it, it's
0: pretty. So with all. this rain season that just happened, how did that affect your garden? Oh, I was extremely happy. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure because even me, like my my little tiny you know strip of dirt in the backyard, got like super green. You know, even if it was just weeds, it just got super green. I didn't even I was like. Honey, you can't cut those unless you're gonna plant something there, you mm-hmm. know, because that's making my garden green. <laughs>
1: uh, I have to say that um, when it would rain again, people around me would be groaning, and I was just like, "Yes!" Yeah. <laughs> you're
2: like, "Bring on the
1: rain!" I, uh, I was the only one who was happy to be doing errands in the rain because I'm like, "This is this is great for mm-hmm. the, you know the farm." I mean. We do use drip irrigation, Mm -hmm. which is you know a conserving measure. Yes, but uh, you can't. You just cannot compare to Mm -hmm. nature's rain. Mm -hmm. You just we cannot replicate it well enough.
0: Yeah. Um, that just led me into another thought about like how we can capture water when it rains and that may be a whole nother, I mean, topic for another episode. It's just like, how do we just make all of these awesome changes to our own livelihood, you know, to, to be more natural, more organic, you know, less wasteful. Yeah. yeah well, that I would be know, for another episode, but yeah. <laughs> but
2: what, well, when this airs, that will have already happened, but uh, my fruit swap, which is, Next, next Sunday, Sunday but mm-hmm. yeah in a- the past Sunday there's gonna be uh Stacy booked a rain barrel okay collector person to come oh. so, so there'll be a workshop there'll be a workshop then. yeah this um a week from today
0: well if there's anything on social media tag me in it and I will yeah. I'll throw it up there on my social you media as well that would be really cool yeah it's just next Sunday next Sunday, mm-hmm. next okay. Sunday. yeah too that's exciting Um, So what do you got coming up right now? So the next big event
1: that we have happening is a farm to table fundraising dinner with the Chory Man. Mm -hmm. Uh, That will be happening on Saturday, May 18th from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. and it will actually take place over at Angels Gate Cultural Center in Building H. Uh, So we will be providing ingredients and Chory Man and uh, Meals on Wheels, San Pedro Meals on Wheels will be Making some magic happen, so I'm very excited about this event, and it uh, you can you can find us on Facebook. You can find Chori Man on Facebook. It is an Eventbrite uh, event, so you can purchase tickets through. That Eventbrite.
0: is awesome. It sounds great too. I I'm loving Chori Man right now. I'm like always craving that maple. Hella, um, was it Habanero Burrito that he does? Yummy. Delicious, yeah. I, I'm loving that you guys teamed up too. It's just so cool. So this event is gonna be magical, I can well, already
2: They've can been friends for a long time. Cause yeah,
0: we actually knew him uh, when he
1: had his stand over at Crafted. I'd mm-hmm. be working in my container garden yep. and that's how we met. Mm-hmm. And Honestly, he's such a great person. I'm truly honored mm-hmm. that he even thought of me and selected me as one of his
0: charities. I just, I was so touched. That's awesome, yeah. No, I think he's been made, he's a huge addition to the community because I know he's not from here, you know, and he tells his whole story on the podcast as well. Um, and I was just like, thank you for choosing us. <laughs> we love your burritos and please don't go anywhere. <laughs> I think San Pedro chose him. You know what? Yeah, I think so, too, because really it was the organizer from Crafted who invited him to come and be there all the time. Yeah. So yeah. We picked a good one. Nicely done. A good one. Nicely done. Nicely <laughs> done. <laughs> all right. So we'll definitely be promoting that event, um, the Farm to Table dinner event, and um, I'll have all the links in the show notes. And one more time, can you guys talk about the voting and what where they need to go for that?
2: Yeah, so uh, the San Pedro Public Orchard proposal is up on LA, hang on, sorry, it's up on Mm LA2050.org slash live slash green dash girl dash Okay,
0: cool. I'll have the link in the show notes. Don't worry. (laughs) And
2: uh, you can read our whole proposal there and then voting is from April 22nd through 29th and all you need is your email address or phone number Mm -hmm. and you can vote for us and please share with everybody you know.
0: Yeah, that's going to be really exciting. Um, Really important for you guys to vote because we would love to see this orchard come to our community. It's about time, right?
1: Absolutely, let's keep San Pedro growing.
0: It is a historical effort to preserve our heritage and our culture. So yeah, I think this needs to happen. Well, thank you guys so much for joining me on the show today. It was an honor to meet you, Lara, finally. Um, thank you. I am so excited for these projects that you have in the works. And um, thank you, Army, for coming back on the show. It's about time. I knew I wanted you back on the show. <laughs>
2: oh, wait, I want to give a shout-out. So after I was on your show the first time, mm-hmm. um, Stacy from Nuda mm-hmm. invited me to host a garden swap monthly mm-hmm. over at her juice bar. So we've been doing that. It's been really successful, and mm-hmm. it is the third Sunday of every month at 2 p.m. and we've had everything from eggplants to papayas, bananas, so cool. loquats, mm-hmm. tons and tons and tons of. It's like a free farmer's market.
0: So can people just show up with their with their goodies? Mm-hmm. All
2: right, yeah, whatever you're growing, even if you're not growing anything, just mm-hmm. come on by. And um, we always have, because we always have extra. We always have a ton, everyone is so generous and brings so much.
0: that's the thing that shocked me, because I saw photos and people were like, loaded up with lots of produce. And I was like, whoa, I didn't even imagine that you know a community or, or even just like a, a tree in a backyard could produce so much so it's surprising much.
2: yeah yeah, yeah. It's so much food ton, just barrels and barrels we're like overflowing yeah. with tangerines oh and, yeah yeah and then whatever surplus we have mm-hmm. we walk next door or two doors down to the garden church oh and okay, they have I'm... a big on sundays they have a big community meal so we just drop off That's all our amazing. extra and it goes to them so it's
0: I all love. i love hearing people. about this it is all it is all good. It is all good, green and amazing. Okay. Well, I will have all the links in the show notes. Thank you guys so much for being here. I can't tell you how much I appreciate it, how much I've enjoyed having you guys. Um, we will all have to do a future episode again, especially once this thing gets going. Absolutely. Let's yeah. do one in the garden. Oh, yes. That would be awesome. Yeah. We can make that one of a YouTube video maybe Yeah, because mm, people got to see the garden. So.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> so.
0: All right. Well, um, okay. We will see all of you listeners le- next week. And don't forget all the links are in the show notes. Have a good one one. This episode was brought to you by CryptoSpace, San Pedro's one and only cryptocurrency lounge. Learn more at cryptospaceus.com. Uh, don't forget to check out the links in the show notes, guys, so you can go ahead and vote for this amazing community project. I really think it's going to be good for San Pedro, so I'd love to see it come to fruition. Uh, wishing Lara and Army all the all the luck in the world. Um, also, instead of I usually write a summary for the show notes, um, but actually Laura provided an amazing bio um and it gives us so much information and background on how green girl farm started so i'm going to go ahead and put as much of that as i can in the show notes instead so um be sure to check that out if you want to check out the full version go ahead and go over to hello and check out her story there thanks guys so much for listening and don't forget if you like the episode be sure to leave a review have a good one bye